Good morning. We're at Haftedem with Bet 29b, the third wide line. Shatita. If one wants to make an Eruv with Shatita, which is dried kernels mixed with honey. Amar of Achav Rapinchas Trey Sarguse. Rav Achav Rapinchas says you need two ladlefuls. Kisani. If you want to make an Eruv with Kisani, which is dried kernels. Amar Abaye Trey Bune de Pumpedita. You need two measures of Pumpedita. It's a measurement that was used in Pumpedita. Amr Abaye, Abaye says, Amrali aim. My mother told me. Abaye frequently quotes medical advice from a woman who he calls his mother. She was not his natural mother because he was orphaned at birth, but the woman who raised him. Hani kisani malu laliba muvatli machshata. These kisani, these dried kernels, are good for the heart and they wipe away thoughts of worry. Amr Abaye, and Abaye said, Amrali aim. My mother told me, Im high man de eat lechusha de liba. If a person has weakness in his heart, lighti bisra de atma yamina de dihra, he should bring the meat of the right side of a male animal, velaiti kavuye de reita de nisan, and he should bring the dung of cattle, vileka kavuye de reita, and if he doesn't have the dung of cattle, lighti sugyane de arvata, he should bring twigs of arava. Vinichvave and make charcoals out of them. Vinechol vinishte batre chamra marka, and he should roast the meat and eat it, and afterwards drink chamra marka, which is diluted wine. The Gemara continues. Amar of Yehuda Amar Shmuel Kol Shehu Liftan Anything which is usually eaten on bread, the amount that you would need to make an eruv is the amount that you would put on bread. For two meals. Kolsh enoliftan, anything which is not normally eaten on bread, the amount that you would need to make an eruv is kedele chol himenu, the amount of that food that you would use for two meals without bread. Basarchai, raw meat, kedele chol himenu, for if you want to make an eruv of raw meat, the shear is how much raw meat you would eat for two meals. Basar tzali, roasted meat, raba amar kedele chol bo, Rabbah says the amount that you would put on bread for two meals. Rav Yosef and Rav Yosef says the amount that you would eat for two meals. Rav Yosef's shear is the larger one because if you're having bread, you will have less meat than if you are having only meat. Amar Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef says mina amina How do I know this? Dahani parsai below nahama, because the Persians eat slices of meat without bread. So you see, that's a normal way to eat meat. Are the Persians the majority of the world? Are we going to determine halacha based on what individuals do? That's not what we learn. The shear of tuma, the amount size of a garment that, or a piece of a garment that can be tame, for poor people is three fingers by three fingers, but such a garment is only for poor people. And for rich people, the shear is the amount that rich people would keep, which is three tfachim by three tfachim. They would throw away something which is only three fingers by three fingers. But for poor people, we don't need the same shear as we need for large people, and so too, just because the Persians don't 
eat meat with bread doesn't mean that the rest of the world is going to follow them. Just like the shear that applies to poor people doesn't apply to rich people, so too we're not going to apply the same shear to everybody that applies to Persians. And if you say that, yes, we should, because in both cases we are being machmir, that is, regarding the size of a garment or piece of garment that can become tame, we are applying the smaller shear, and regarding the amount of food you need for an Eruv, we are applying the larger shear. The Hatanya, what we learned in Abraissa, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar Omer, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar says, For a sick or elderly person, the amount of food that you need for an Eruv is according to what he can eat, two meals of what that person would eat. For a glutton, The average meal of a regular person. So you see that we are lenient for a glutton, even though he might require 15 hamburgers for a meal, but the shear would be what a normal person would eat in a meal, even though we're being lenient. Sigmar says, Kasha, that is indeed a Kasha on Rav Yosef. Gemara asks, Umi Amar Rav Yishim ben Elazar Hachi, did Rav Yishim ben Elazar really say that? But Tanya, but we learned in another Brisa, Rav Yishim ben Elazar Omer, Og Melech HaBashan Pitcho Kimlo'o, for Og Melech Abashan, who was a giant, the opening with which a body of that size must be taken out is the size to fit that person. In other words, there's a halacha that when there is a dead body in a room, not only anything in the room is tamay, but anything under any of the doorways, under the lintel of the doorways, inside the thickness of the doorway, is also tamay, and that applies to all the doorways and windows of the room until we designate which doorway the mace will be taken out through. So if a giant is in a room, or the corpse of a giant is in a room, and there are many small windows and doors and no window or door big enough for the giant, they are all tummy. But if there's one doorway that's big enough for the giant, then only that one is tummy and not the others. This contradicts the previous brisa, which said that for a glutton, we determine the shear based on the average person, and it calls into question whether that other brisa was valid, because that other brisa seemed to contradict itself. It said that for a chole or zakein, we apply the shear of the chole or zakein, but for a glutton, we apply the shear of an average person. Here you see that when it comes to a question of tuma, we do not apply the doorway size of the average person, we apply the doorway size of the giant person. So that works out well, according to Rav Yosef, because you see we apply individual sizes, not one size fits all. And that's what Rav Yosef said, we should follow the Persians, if that's the custom of the Persians. The Abaye and Abaye would say that the case of Ogmel Chabashan is different. Hatam hechali in the case of the doorway, of course, we're going to apply the tuma to the doorway that fits the body of the giant, because what else are we going to do? Chop up the corpse and take it out? So that's a special case. But in general, we apply average standards, not 
special standards that apply only to individuals. The Gemara continues, The question was asked, Do the Rabbanon argue with Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar or not? Tashma, come in here, to Amar Rava Barbarchana Amrav Yochanan, Ogmal Chavashan Pitcho Barbaa. Rava Barbarchana said that Rav Yochanan said that even Ogmal Chavashan, the opening that would be Tameh if he were dead in a house, is for Tvachim, which is not an opening big enough for Ogmal Chavashan, and <clears throat> presumably this is the opinion of somebody who argues with Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar. So the Gemara says, No, that's talking about a case where there are many openings smaller than four Tvachim, and there's one opening which is four Tvachim, and you're going to have to come with demolition equipment to demolish one of the openings, part of the wall, to make one of the openings big enough. Devadai ki kamaravach bahu kamaravach Certainly, when you go to widen an opening, you're going to start with one that's already wider than the others, and that's why that opening is is Tame. But if there was an opening that was big enough for Ogmel HaVashan, the Chachamim would agree with Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar that that's the one which is Tame. Amar Ashi Amarav, Marvin Babasar Chai. Ashi said that Rav said one may make an Eruv with raw meat, Ravshimi Rachia said one may make an Eruv with raw eggs. Bekama, how many? Rav Nachman Yitzchak, Sinai Amarstein. Rav Nachman Yitzchak, who was a Sinai, a person of very broad knowledge, uh, <coughs> like the Torah, which was given at Sinai, uh, says two eggs. The Mishnah said, Handermi Hamazon Mutar Remaim Umelach, if one makes a vow not to have pleasure from mazon. He's permitted to have pleasure from water and salt. Mar asks, Are you saying that only salt and water are not called mazon, but anything else is called mazon? This should be a kasha on Rav and Shmuel. The Rav Shmuel, Rav and Shmuel both said that the bracha of Bori Mineh Mizanot is only on the five grains. The Gemara asks, Have we not already asked Akasha on them once? Because the Gemara in Brachos brings a Grisa which says that you say Bori Mineh Mizanot on rice, on orez, which we, we translate as rice. There are other opinions in the Rishonim, what it is. So why are you bothering to ask Akasha on them further? So the Gemara says, Well, let this be a kasha on them also, because if you could answer the kasha from the rice, there would still be a kasha on them from here. Amar Huna, Huna said, No, it's not a kasha. The Omer kol hazan alai. It's not talking about someone who used the word mazon. It's talking about someone who said, Anything which is zan should be prohibited to me. Anything which fills a person up. Water and salt do not fill a person up, but other things do fill a person up. asks, said, when I went after Rabbi Yochanan to eat from the fruits of Ginosar, which is 
an area around the Yam Kineret, Ki Havinan Be Mea Havim Minakina, the Kol Chad Vachad Asara Asara. If there were a hundred of us, we would each carry ten. Kevinan Be Asara, if there were ten of us, Havim Minakina, the Kol Chad Vachad Mea, each of us would carry a hundred, Mea Mea, a hundred. So there were a thousand fruits altogether. Vachol Mea Minaihu, Havim Achzikalhu, Sina, Batlata, Save, and each one carried a basket of three seim. Rabbi Achil lehu lechulhan and Rabbi Yochanan would eat all of them. Vamar and he would say, "I swear, I have not tasted being full." So it sounds like other things. There are other things which do not fill a person. Gemara says, "Eman lezona." Change it to say not that he said, "I don't taste ziyuna." I don't taste like I'm full, but rather mezona, I don't taste the satisfying taste of maza. Amar Rav Huna Amar said that Rav said, Shu'ash lo ochal kikarzo. If a person said, I swear I will not eat this loaf of bread, ma'arvin lo ba. You can make an Eruv with that loaf of bread for him. It's no different than wine for a Nazir. Kikarzo alive, but if he said this loaf of bread should be prohibited to me, I may not have any benefit from it, then you may not make an Eruv with it, because he is not prohibited to have any benefit, and the Eruv is benefit also. It says that if a person takes a vow not to have benefit from bread, that you may make an Eruv with it, well, the question doesn't say whether his vow was benefit or eating. It says he no He made a vow from the bread. My love, damar alai is it not talking we said it's prohibited to me to have any benefit? Lo, no, damar zo. No, it's where he said I make a vow not to eat this loaf of bread. And this interpretation is more logical. Diktani seifa because in the seifa it says. Ematai, when is that? Where he said, I swear I will not taste it. Avalamar a lie, my. What does that imply? That if he said a lie, that I will not have any benefit from it. That you could not make an Eruv for it. In other words, the Raisa says, when is it that you can make an Eruv? If he said, I swear I will not taste it. That implies that if he said, I make a vow not to have any benefit from it, that you could not make an Eruv. Ihachi, if that's the case, Adatani Kikar Zo Hekdesh in Ravin Loba. Somewhere asks, if that's the case, then the further language of the Brysa, which says that if he said this loaf of bread should be Hekdesh, it should be sanctified, you may not make an Eruv with it for him. Because you may not make an Eruv with Hekdesh, why not argue? about the thing itself. In other words, make a distinction closer to home. Rather than saying A but not B, say A1 but not A2. In other words, compare two things that are closer to home as follows. When is it that you are allowed to make an Eruv if he said Zo? But if he said a lie, that I will not have any benefit, you could not make an Eruv. In other words, why did we compare the case where he said, I will not eat it, with the case where he made it hectish, why not just compare the case where he said, I will not eat it, with the case where he said, I will not have any benefit from it. Amr Rav Huna would say to you, 
So then what do you want to say? You want to conclude from that that if he said, I will not have any benefit from it, that you could nevertheless make an Eruv, Kasha, Resha, then there would be a contradiction between this and the Resha, which said that if he said that so the Gemara says, Rather, there's something missing, and it should be like this. If a person makes a vow not to eat bread, not to eat a particular loaf of bread, you could make an Eruv with that loaf of bread for him. And even if he said, a lie, a language of a lie, it's as if he said, I will not taste it. But if he made it hectish, you could not, you could not eat it. Nevertheless, you have a kasha. Because Rav Huna himself said that if he says, Kikarzo Alai, that I will not have any benefit from it, that you could not make an Eru. So we've reinterpreted the Brisa so that that implication is gone. But Rav Huna said that explicitly, and now it's a kasha on him. So Mar answers, Hu damark Rav Eliezer. Rav Huna holds a Rav Eliezer. Titania Rav Eliezer, Omer Rav Eliezer says, Shwash lo chal kikar marvin lo ba. If a person said, I swear I will not eat this loaf of bread, you could make an Erev with it. Kikar zo alai. If he says, this loaf of bread is prohibited to me, a marvin lo ba, you cannot make an Erev with it. And that's what Rav Huna says. Mar asks, Umiyama Rav Eliezer, Hachi, did Rav Eliezer really say that? Vatanya, but we learned in Brisa, Zeaklal, Adam Oseret Smolba Ochel, Marvin Loba. This is the general rule. If a person prohibits food to himself, you can make an Eruv for him with it. Ochel Hanesar Lola Adam, food that is prohibited to a person to have any Hanav from, in Marvin Loba. You cannot make an Eruv with it. But Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Rabbi Eliezer says, Kikarzo Alayim Ravim Lova, that if a person said, this loaf is prohibited to me, you can make an Erev with it. Kikarzo Ekdesh, but if he said, this loaf is Hekdesh, Ein Ravim Lova, you cannot make an Erev with it. Because you cannot make an Erev for a person with Hekdesh, with sanctified bread. That contradicts the other Brisa about what Rabbi Eliezer said, when a person says, Kikar zo alai, this loaf of bread is prohibited to me. Mar answers, Trey Tanaim, Aliva Dravilyazar. There are two different Tanaim who have two different traditions about what Rabbi said. We're now at the two dots at the bottom of Amrit Aleph, and I apologize, but we will stop here and we will continue here tomorrow.